0: what's up fam you already know what time it is baby and look we got to deal with the market today and we got some things popping off man great day that we had on friday where we got a full scale rally with the s p 500 and the dow and the nasdaq follow suit well today we started with the futures opening up quite euphoric uh last night and as the market actually started to actually get closer to actually opening up today we noticed that it was starting to be a decline actually happening with the futures that actually sell, signaled that we was going to have a kind of a painful day and quite honestly we're probably going to see a little pain here for a couple more days um as we have to get to ready and locked and loaded for the fomc meeting right so when you think about these plays that you're actually trying to get into in the market, you got to understand where your entries are at and you gotta be charting your trends. You gotta understand all these methodologies and all these moves that you need to make. And right now let's look at some of the psychology of what's going on in the market. So we're gonna go around check out the indices, check out the VIX. Then we're going to look at some of the charts as well. And then as we get prepared for the closing bell, we are about 14 minutes away from being up and ready to go for that closing bell. So let's get started. Let's get jammed up. Let's get queued up. And let's go ahead and start with what the indices are looking like today. So you'll first see currently right now that we have the Dow Jones now recovering quite a bit. Um, now you will see it's down to 0.54 p- uh, percent, over half a percent down today. You will see the same for the S&P 500 that was close to being almost one percent down on the day. It's now recovered to about half a percent down as well. We'll see if we can actually hold this momentum that's actually holding right now, and then we'll see how the Nasdaq actually finishes. That actually was down by 1.10 percent earlier today, and now it looks like it may be trending back towards that full one percent decline on the day. Russell 2000. Those value stocks, uh, the rest of the indices that we like to use, this thing is actually holding 0.89% down right now. And uh, Russell 2000 has been actually getting beat over the head as of late. And really, truly, this is led by GameStop and AMC. And we've seen a slight pullback on these for the last couple of weeks here, where they're coming off not only being away off their highs. Actually, starting to decline from the trading levels that they was actually looking at earlier, too. So, this is something to actually pay attention to for sure. And then you see the VIX still trading below that 20 price point that we like to see on the VIX. We want to see it lower than that, obviously. But right now, the VIX is actually trading below 20. And I would not be surprised if we go above 20 again as we start to trend towards this FOMC meeting while we wait for to hear what uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell has to say. <laughs> Excuse me. Hope y'all said bless me out there. Um, I apologize for that. So uh, thank you. And you'll see that we have going on here. It's what we got to get ready to look into what's going on with the rest of the watch list that we actually have. So let's go ahead and check that out. Um, Bring that on over here. So give me one second. Let's bring up the watch list so we can get those up and see what we actually have out here in the market that actually is flashing red or green today. We're going to start with the green as well peloton i talked about peloton to my discord fam yesterday about how peloton is looking like it was primed to make a move and we see that peloton did make a seven percent move today Uh um, moderna up five percent as well we got c3a out of four percent right now uh pfizer up four percent that move on pfizer is a nice move as well lucid we talked about this as well and rivian up four percent three and eight three point eight percent as well um we got cisco systems up three percent pretty much then you got donut up almost another 2.7% on the day. GameStop recovering up to 2%. Uh we got some Rocket Labs up 1.8% right now. Uh, we're seeing a lot of lot of companies right now that's actually like hold trying to hold on. They go into this close. We'll see how they plays out. But let's look at the downside as well. Looking at the downside, we got AMC down 16% down to $23 on the day. Looking at this, this stock, man, this is crazy on this play um we're seeing a lot of traction where this thing has now slipped down past support um and now we're in a free fall to me this is this is kind of scary for uh, those who are holding amc and i'm part of that group that's holding it but you're gonna have to see where we're gonna now probably start retracing to actually consolidate and make new support so we have not yet found that support just yet and honestly we don't know what we're gonna probably find that just yet so we're gonna be charting this out to kind of like see what we're getting on the move here for AMC. So this is something to stay tuned for. I'm going to have to probably do an updated uh, thesis on this and actually come up with some updated price targets right now. Kind of like broke past this level right here that we could have used 26.10 as support. And that broke as well. And now we're down here. this 22.46 where we got a bounce at right here. So we'll use this as a bounce for right now. And um, we'll see how that plays out here over time. So that's an interesting uh, look at what's going on with AMC. Uh, we'll come back to that here in a while. GameStop, same thing. Uh, now I got GameStop down fourteen percent. What was I? Did I just see GameStop was up? Or uh, maybe I just... Maybe that was... Maybe that was a glitch in the in the matrix there. Maybe it was. So now that's this is how GameStop is looking right now. So GameStop um, is actually trending way below anything with support. If you go back over to the daily, you see this uh, move here on GameStop. It broke that support level here uh which is interesting um in itself and we'll go over the trade view and check all these out here in a second they're talking about tesla and everything else over on cnbc so let's check this out and listen in what they're talking about
1: As the index is grinded higher, we've seen unsettledness under the surface and we start 2022 here in a bit of a vulnerable technical spot relative to how we started this year. I don't think that's fatal, but I think it's this recognition that the market is making this transition to a more mid-cycle alignment.
2: Very interesting. Eugene, where do you think we are right now in the cycle? You know, it really struck me the performance of equities on Friday and then again today after that very strong read on inflation. I know we probably expected it, of course, but I, I would think it would have taken a little bit more wind out of our sails than it did. Where do you think we are? What does it tell us about where we are in the cycle?
3: Well, Courtney, I agree with you. I thought Friday was a pretty good indicator that there is excesses in the market and that we're minimizing a lot of the issues that historically would have caused a little bit more of a market correction. I mean, where investors are willing to accept that interest rates are going to be higher, willing to accept that we have a variant that's um, growing again. So the COVID forces aren't out of the way. Um, supply chain disruptions are still intact. A lot of um, stocks are hitting 52-week lows, but you still have optimism generally in stocks that um, have limited earnings um, and the like. So I think that um, we are somewhat late cycle, and I think 2022 um, will probably turn out to be more defensive than a lot of analysts are predicting at this point. Hmm. And it was quite illuminating this morning to hear um, Europe began to talk about this Omicron contagion really growing quite rapidly. And so far, we've kind of nixed at all that it wasn't a big deal um i think that they're going to have a little bit more issues with that going forward
1: all right well moving on apple touched all-time highs today inching closer to a three trillion dollar market cap jp morgan named apple its top pick for 2022 raising the price target to a street high 210 a share the firm cites more iphone upside to come chris uh maybe Maybe saying this is overdone is a bit much, but it didn't take long to get from two trillion to close to three. So why is this move justified? Yeah, it's been a big move and it's been a quick move. And, you know, we stand here ending the year uh, with we think the market in a bit of a vulnerable position. Yet Apple trades 30 percent above its 200 day moving average. Um, We've corrected from that condition in the past. um, I think at the end of the day, good trends are hard to fade. But when you look at the broader FANG complex, they're no longer treating FANG as an asset class. Facebook has weakened, Amazon hasn't done anything in 18 or 20 months. It's really Apple and Microsoft that are the last two remaining leaders in this group. So we just wonder, are they starting to pick these off one by one? And ultimately it's not a correction until everything gets hit. So when we look out to 2022, given the weights that these markets um, are comprised of with Apple and Microsoft and Amazon, do the big weights need to go down more before we're through this corrective phase? I think it's a really important question.
2: Eugene, what do you make about Apple and hitting the three trillion mark? I mean, that is monumental. It's a name that ends up in many portfolios, whether or not yeah, so just realize pull it off or not.
0: Uh, right now, I'll leave it up for a second. Um, looking at the spy, let's actually take a look at this real quick. Looking at the spy, the spy is actually falling right now. Actually, you'll see it declining into the close. It's actually getting ready to break my micro trend line here. Um, this is a very important line for me um, in the actual play for the spy calls. And this is something to pay attention to right now. We actually are now trending towards where this is consolidation. You'll see all this movement here. I'm on the 30-minute chart currently right now. But this consolidation is now looking to probably break this trend. And over the macro trend line, we're looking down towards where we're back to this level here. So really and truly, this is important right here. We have support at 464. Um, Honestly, we're, we're getting a mixed bag right now. So the market is actually was down, like I said, to by 0.5 uh, earlier as I came on. And for this to accelerate almost a, a third of a percent up, that's something to pay attention to here. This is an interesting move that's going on in the S&P. And it's probably going to close more than likely down below this trend. And when it closes below this trend, we're going to probably see a break. So uh, I start, I'll start preparing for a little bit more pain um, this week. Um, I still stick to the guns of actually seeing 4.75 this week. Um actually touching that high, but really and truly this pop that we're not getting today is actually now starting to show is it's, it's wagging its tail at us that this may become an instance where we got to worry about support levels a little bit more longer. Like you'll see that we've been bouncing off this 464 support since November. So this is something to watch right now. And this is a very interesting move and interesting take uh, right now. They're actually talking about GameStop as well over there. So that's looking listening on that.
2: It's down. It looks like more than 15% right now, hitting the lowest level since June. Some of that weakness did start on Friday after CEO Adam Aaron and CFO Sean Goodman sold significant portions of their stock. And finally, Bed Bath & Beyond, another Reddit favorite. That one dropped, mean, more than 6% today. Guys.
1: All right, Kate, thanks. Chris, uh, I'm no chartist, right? But I was looking at GameStop, the one-year chart of that, and it seems like it kept bouncing off of around 140, after, say, uh, April, but today, unless something changes in the next couple of minutes, it's going to close below that. Is that significant? It absolutely is. And we just talked about this in a client note last week as one of our favorite shorts for 22. The stock is finally breaking. Remember, it peaked in January. It's been 11 months of lower high after lower high after lower high. That 140 level gave way um, over the last several days. I think under 140, there's a lot of empty space between the next big level. And the big difference between a GameStop today and a GameStop 12 months ago or 18 months ago is the short interest has come in so dramatically. So it's easier to get a borrow, it's easier to short, it's less expensive to do so. And I think it speaks to the broader meme liquidity complex. When you look at the meme stocks across the board, they weakened, but it's in step with what we've seen from the ARK stocks and the IPOs and the SPACs and Bitcoin here, all of these groups that you would traditionally look to as some signal on liquidity uh, have been rolling over for the better part of the last four, six, eight months. So I think there's very important market signal there as well. Uh,
2: you know, Eugene, as, as we're looking here in the market, I'll lead the today, up for and right now, close and Action today. Right now, I'm going to show you
0: the chart for us. Uh, we talked
2: about
4: inflation a little bit potentially being a Oh, there it goes. That decline is coming. Hear that decline come. There it go.
0: And it recovers.
4: Has been under more pressure than the other indices all All day long. It was at about nine
3: times as we started the hour. Now it's down uh, about
4: 1.4%, so fading
1: considerably.
4: Into the close,
1: uh, and, and so there we have
4: it. I mean, we've been talking about uh, some of the stocks that have been under pressure. There are some tech stocks that have been holding up relatively uh, well, but you know, uh,
1: it, it's been rough, particularly for growth names. Names like Nvidia, uh, names like Snap,
5: Airbnb. We'll see where that goes. And now, Rick uh, is back with the close at well, thank you so much. Uh, welcome to The Closing Bell, everyone. I'm Wilfred Frost along with Courtney Reagan, who's in for Sarah Eisen. Coming up, a top internet analyst is out with his best bets for next year. And you may be surprised to find out which stock is not in his list for the first time ever. Eugene Profit from Profit Investments and Chris Verone from Strategis, a baird company are still with us as we closed at session lows for the S&P 500, session lows for the Nasdaq, just off session lows for the Dow, but nonetheless, down the best part of a percent for the S&P and the Dow and down 1.4% uh, for the Nasdaq composite. Uh, Chris, I'll come to you in this, this late day sell-off. I and mean, when we pull up any of the intraday charts, the S&P is perhaps the most pronounced for this big, big sell-off into the close there.
0: All right,
1: so yeah and i think well if it just speaks right, to so how the character of this market see seems to be changing here a little market. bit and, you know,
0: aside from any level see what we actually have going on here obviously we already seen that the s p has now tumbled we'll get into that in a second but you'll see here that the dow jones actually finishing at 0.88 down 316 points lost on the day um then you see the s p 500 down 42 points on the day as well by 0.91 down and then you see 217 points lost on the NASDAQ at 1.39, folks. Like here, and this is crazy because really and truly the acceleration that we saw in the last 15 minutes of the market is interesting, right? Because this sell-off is just not a sell-off. This is a sell-off that's actually anticipating harder pain in the market. And really, this is um something that maybe actually can be thwarted by what's actually going to be talked about when it comes to the uh, interest rate hike and actually what's going to happen with the tapering. But right now Wall Street is actually kind of sending that signal in my opinion that they don't want to have no parts of that right now. And they want to just be sure that they um, have already set the tone for actually getting prices or getting, taking profit now or at least shedding some of the dead weight Do They They don't want to want to carry into these interest rate hikes um, that we're looking forward to and maybe the signal that they believe that Jerome Powell is going to be a little bit more hawkish than actually expected in the first place. Like when you um, actually look at these charts, like you'll see that the VIX right now is over 20. Now, to me, I always talk about this between 15 to 18 flat is where you want to see um, the VIX indication that right now to me, this is getting to a stage where a lot of people are worried about the volatility in the market. That means that some people believe that inflation is not just transitory, that it's here to stay. Even though we're starting to see maybe we're at plateau at inflation, but some do not see that plateau actually declining. They may see that actually increasing again. And these are signals that they're sending to the Fed that they believe right now. So it's it's quite painful to be in this market right now if you believe that markets are going to go higher. Now, overall and overall trend of things, was uh, routinely and historically um the s p 500 does tend to decline at the end of the month okay so we're getting ready to head to that midpoint this is the 13th we're about two days away from the mid mid month and that's at the same time as talking with the fed and then at the end of all this we have quadruple witching on december 17th where a lot of selling off could possibly happen as well so maybe that sell-off has already happened but also at the same time that sell-off may not have cleared just yet so Pay attention um, to all of this as it develops over the week, right? I believe that the FOMC meeting is the last um, basic um, catalyst that we have before we start that next run. But let's go over and let's look at the S&P 500 today, okay? Let's look at that because I want to show you uh, how I'm updating this chart just right now because now that we have all the price action in play and we understand what's going on, okay, I want to just go ahead and look at this in a sense and kind of like try to explain it overall from my perspective at this point in time especially for those in that spy 500 calls for january 21st okay so what we first want to do is actually just look at what we actually have here okay um i turned the emas on right now but this basically is consolidation here um that's not what i want to do i want to just stretch it out so let me put it back where it's at so we want to stretch this out to cover that consolidation area that we've been looking at here right this is a realm of consolidation and what you'll see here is that we actually have this realm expanded now because my overall thesis here is that basically as long as this white dotted line stays in play, we still can get to 490. Uh, but the ultimate line is the pink line where we actually want to see this get to 500. If it gets back to the top of this white line to the top, that means that we're going to aggressively making a move up to 500 faster than anticipated. So right now, the day that we, the way that we're closing on these last few candles, we are trending Stand on the micro approach of what i believe is the approach to get to 500 but now we need to have another positive day or a semi-flat day to stay on this line we we don't want to see a break because we see a break then we this is basically this break here means that we may be signifying that we're going back to actually 490 485 that range right there of time but we want to see it stay on this trajectory or even higher but don't get too far away from it just yet because we want to get above this break where we wedge to 473 as an all-time high, and we get there, we make that move here, and this move here signifies that, okay, we are now lined up perfectly at the point where we actually see that this line can actually take us to the promised land, okay? That's my belief. That's the way I charted this out. That's the way I'm looking at it now. Uh, you see actually here that you got the 20-day EMA. That SPY is actually about used as support um, re- routinely here. We had a fall down to actually the 50 here, and that 50 is actually where it broke support at, and then it made their way back down to this overall macro trend. But then, obviously, we're actually getting lines um, down here on the EMAs where you come down. We're still a ways away from the 200. We came close to it here. Um, we didn't come that close, but it's close enough. But that, that 200 is sitting at 425 right now, right, 430. And then you will see that the 100 here is sitting at four. 49, and we're still a ways away from that, but 463 is your 20. So long as we're still trending in the right direction and stay above this, we could possibly see a a pull, a pull down to 463 as we await the actual Fed meeting. Now, when you get down to these type of levels here at this 463, things of that nature, this may be an opportune time to, if you still believe in the $500 calls, to average down at that position at that point in time. Okay. So now let's go ahead and let's look over at basically the vix what i want to do is look at the vix and maybe what i'll do is i'll overlay it what i i'm gonna overlay SPY on top of the of the vix all right so for those who are new here the vix is the volatility indicator that we use to actually watch and uh track the kind of what's moving with the s p 500. um they're talking about disney over on um on the closing bell so let's listen into that for one second
3: um we think as we come out of the pandemic the parks will begin to pick up again they're already 30 percent higher in guest count um and so this is a a pretty inexpensive way to play a recovering economy around the board uh, with the company that has uh, multiple streams of revenue
2: all right chris how about you what is your zone and pick where should we be focused
1: yeah i think there's some you know former laggards in mega cap healthcare that are actually starting to act better pfizer would be an example it's really been dead money okay, for the better part of the last 20 right years this, this one has, has just started this, okay? to work it's-
0: so check this out here okay now basically remember i always try to explain that the vix is not a, um not a one-for-one indicator of what actually is happening in the market but it's actually a way of actually seeing how the P is actually tra- uh, tracking based on what's going on with the vix okay so and basically the vix is the inverse of the spy in my opinion and a lot of people's opinion but a lot of people don't see it as a one-for-one so it's an indicator so it's an indicator for me to see how the market is trending okay so basically i want to just kind of show you like overlaying it with this orange what you're seeing here now is the orange is basically the is uh the spy the spy is the uh orange uh layover right here right so if we i want to zoom out on this bit um I don't know why it's acting like that. Okay, here we go. So what I want to do is show you this right here. You'll see that basically, if I shrink this down, you see this widening of the of the the dip in the S and P here on 23 March correlates directly and seamlessly with the VIX um, at an all-time high of 82.16. Okay, so you see that that inverse. So the the, the market dips here. And then we get this inverse of the market going to the top, right? And volatility, where it's at the most volatile stage that it's ever been at. But then if you kind of like watch how these declines actually dip, you'll see this peaks in the actual, um, in the actual VIX. So you'll see a peak here, all right? You'll have a, a, another peak here and you'll have a decline down here, okay? So then you'll see another peak where basically this decline actually comes in and correlates to that movement as well another peak, another decline. When it comes to the bottom, you start to see it making these runs that it's making, but then you get another peak here, another dip, right? So what I'm looking at now is that you'll see that this next move that's happened on the VIX that we just talked about it coming down, you're you're seeing that signified by this move here and now possibly get ready to set the stage for another move here. So typically this line over 20 is what we started to see the market actually decline down and it's the indicator of that market moving down. So how do we actually continue to play all of this movement in the market? Well, you can hedge your bet. You can actually go into actually using the uh, VIX as a way of hedging your bet there as well. Or you can actually do a, you know, basically VSX VXX right here, right? Um, You'll see, this is another way of actually playing this movement in the market too. So when the market goes down, this actually makes us run. When the market goes up, this is a market it moves down as well so you you gonna have to have too much exposure to it but you can use it as an overall uh play for the short term futures in the vix okay so you can actually use this as a move to make money on as well in the option chain so to me that's where we're at right now so let's look at some of the companies around that we've been talking about uh we'll look at ford here see how ford has been moving um basically office approach so we're uh, doing a measure move off of four. You see that now it's reclined. It it pulled back from its all-time high at this level right here, but it's still been using this 20 EMA as a, as support. So it's been bouncing off this 20 EMA. We'll see if that continues here. If it retraces back to the 20, then make another bounce off of it to the top side, uh, to the upside trend. So we'll see how that plays out here. Uh, look, Let's look at Peloton because Peloton made a move today, 7% move. And essentially Peloton is trying to make his way back to this gap area here, right? So keep uh, Peloton on your radar for making that move back towards the gap. Um, actually making that 7.35% move back. Is that uh is that his lows uh, that we haven't seen uh for a while, and now he's trying to recover back, at least get ahead of that 20 EMA. So we'll see how that plays out. Uh maybe not a move to actually make right now, but it's something to pay attention to because it's actually bounced off about of level 3925 quite quite easily. And then it's now making that move back up. So we'll see if that continues, if that trend holds. Um, So let's see how that goes here. And then let's talk about, um, actually, Rivian and Lucid. Those moves have uh, been moving as well. Uh, Hunter, they got James Gorman on from Morgan Stanley. Let's listen in. Level of
6: growth, which is atypical. Normally, one region is counterbalancing another. So we have global synchronized economic growth. We have record low interest rates pretty much in every country in the world. And we have record fiscal stimulus in most countries in the world. Ordinarily, you don't need fiscal stimulus if you've got strong growth. Ordinarily, you don't have low interest rates if you've got strong growth. So we are heading to a rising interest rate environment. I felt the Federal Reserve would be better off storing away some of the rate increases for when the inevitable turndown comes. You've got some ammunition to fight with. At the moment, at zero interest rates, we have no ammunition. We're 10 rate increases, 10 quarter point rate increases from normal. So if I were the Fed, I would start moving earlier rather than later, store away some ammunition and accept the reality. Now, this is before you even get to the inflation discussion. So we'll see. I guess the um, FOMC meeting is I think this Wednesday. Wednesday. Uh, we'll see where they come out. I would be very surprised if there are more dots talking about rate increases next year. And if that does
5: materialize and, and you're right on that front, could it derail the economy or, or you're still pretty confident that, that there's support for the economy overall?
6: I don't think it derails the economy. I think this is what you, you, need. you need. You need balance in the economy. If there's too much liquidity, too many, too many deals, too many transactions, too much growth happens under false pretenses because the money was too cheap. We need money to be normalized for st- stable economic growth. I don't think the economy is going to be derailed. I think the market may the market may have a setback for a little bit, but that's fine. The Fed's job is not to worry about the market, it's to worry about the economy. Lots of spots on the Fed to,
5: to be filled. The White House mm-hmm. saying today that they'll try and make announcements for Christmas. Do, do you worry that that regulatory pendulum will will come back and, and that banks will, will, will get uh, a,
6: a lot more of the tightening regulation over the next five years? There's a, a bit of a myth that somehow we've um, gone through a massive deregulation. I mean, I, I was there right at the beginning when our company became a bank holding company when the first g SIFIs were announced when the first C-Card tests were put in place. And there was an increase in the level of regulation, level of capital the banks had to hold in this country dramatically from 2008-9 through to about 2016-17. There have been some modest changes. If it went from a scale of, I don't know, 40 to 100, we're probably back at, you know, 92, 90. Some modest adjustments to, for example, the way the Volcker rule mm-hmm. was being applied. Um, do I think the banks need more capital, given where they are? Absolutely not. I mean, they're functioning very well. And if you reduce the bank's capital, you might hurt growth in the economy. So right now, I think it, are there going to be some more adjustments. I'm sure there will be over time under any new administration. But a fundamental redo of what's been mm-hmm. done over a decade on a global basis through the Basel rules internationally and with the Fed, I would be absolutely surprised if that happens. Also, I thought some really interesting
5: stuff on the E-Trade and Eaton Vance acquisitions and the thought process he went through in order to get to those on operating in China and back to work, kind of an admission on back to work that perhaps he'd been a a little too strong initially uh, on that. But uh, let's discuss as well the implications for the stock. And and Jared Cassidy from RBC Capital Markets is is with us. And Jared, we heard there his take on uh, the bank's capital. That's
0: interesting, right? um, He made a mention of actually go ahead and uh – The Fed should actually taper um, bonds faster and increase interest rates sooner, Uh, right? That's really interesting take because really and truly what he's seeing is that inflation, basically he's signaling that inflation has came, it is here, and it's not going anywhere anytime soon. If the Fed continues to allow for this to go the direction that it's going, it's going to affect the overall markets way more um than expected and that's going to actually price out a lot of individuals at the economy and that's a really interesting take um because really and truly i don't know how i feel about the interest rate move right now um really and truly what i think about the interest rate move is that we're in a moment in time where we are seeing um things run hot right um whether that's from from a supply chain issue uh whether that's from a demand issue or whether we are just saying that we we did make things a lot more cheaper than expected um, based on how much tapering that we actually did and how long we kept the interest rate down below below zero at negative interest rates. That's all possible and plausible uh, to me. So I really don't know um, if I feel like interest rate hikes need to happen sooner, but I do expect for them to happen sooner. I do expect for them to happen they, I think the first one was called for June of 2022, um, and I know a lot of people are believing that that may happen in May as well, but I'm not inclined to believe that it won't happen before May as well as with either. I, I could see April or March actually happen, um, but really and truly, may, is there a way where this actually plays out to where they don't move interest rates for, say, to October, right? That could be a possibility here too. I know we're always looking at it, what's for it, what's for it most coming. Um, But the Fed doesn't necessarily have to be so aggressive either. It could be a, a wait and see approach. And I really, I don't know how this is going to play out. This could play out in so many different variables that really and truly, I think that's a, a signal of what the market actually believes as well, that no one really knows how this is going to play out. And no one really can understand how the Fed is actually operating at this point in time. So really something to keep your eyes on, really something to actually you know, be mindful, engaged for in. But let's really get over to um, actually looking at uh, XLF. I wanted to show you this. This is the, um, the S&P Select Sector Fund for actually the financials, right? Um, basically, you can kind of mirror it like any one of these um, financial stocks. Take your favorite financial stock, place it on top of the, um, the XLF, and you'll see that they're quite similar. Like, let's start with JPM. Um, you'll see here that JPM. Look, look at this move on JPM, and look at the move on. Actually, um, wow, why do I want to let me? Oh, because on auto. So you'll see. Why did it not? That's wow. Why did it do that? No, we don't want that. Okay, so. Somehow I messed that up. Let's take that off. Okay, so you'll see. Don't know why it's doing that. Okay, here we go. You'll see this move here. Like These are are similar moves all the way through. You'll see JPM and XLF making similar moves and patterns, right? You take an add another on top of that, you'll see Bank of America. It moves slower, but it actually makes a move as well, too. Quite similar, right? These are quite eerily that you're seeing right now, right? So to me, what you want to pay attention to is that the banks may actually benefit from all of this, right? Uh, the banks may actually make a run bigger than what people expect and being in, in being somewhat noticeable of what the XLF is doing is a way of actually gauging what all the banks are doing as well. So don't take your eyes off of the XLF. I'll keep my eyes on it if I was actually looking at anything dealing with the financial sector or wanting to take advantage of the rate hikes that may be coming in the future okay so um i want to go ahead and just start like if you got comments definitely start posting them um if you got questions definitely start posting them um i'm going to actually get you know get feedback on all these here in a second so if you got some make sure you uh, get them out so we can actually talk about it here for a second and i dropped a poll as well down below for actually if you think that the interest rates is affecting the market or not i just want to kind of get your gauge on that um here so let's go ahead and get this thing started i see tiffany talking about What about Zynga, five and a half put for December 17th? Let's go ahead and check out Zynga as well, right? So let's check that out. Uh, Boom, okay. So we have here with Zynga, basically it's in a uh, decline right now, obviously. Um, Short lifespan on this play, right? So, um, well, let's go back to the weekly. Let's look at it here. Um, Boom, boom, boom. So it's been on this trajectory for a while. Uh, let's see. Okay, so let's look at that. And then we'll come over to... Let's move here. Now, I'll tell you what. Ever since I first started in the stock market, I've been paying attention to Zynga. And Zynga has really like never made major strides anywhere. That's kind of crazy to me that Zynga has been kind of stagnant the whole time so let's see what we got here got one two one two three so let's call that the top Um, And that's the touch points. One, two, three. There you got this downtrend. Um, And raise right now that support. So if you turn on EMAs, you'll see this below the 20-day EMA as well. 20-day EMA is at six. And it looked like it's going to continue this downtrend here. So to me, I would continue to watch this. So, yeah, I I like the five and a half put uh, for Zynga. I don't see an issue with that as well. Um, That's an interesting take there. Uh, like, let's look at some of the other gaming stock, uh, stocks, right? DraftKings. Let's look and see about this one, see how it's doing. Uh, we see here that it has two different parallels, right? So, I need to choose one now that we actually have. that. So, let's take that off here, see what our downtrend looked like. Maybe it's a bigger downtrend than we had before. So, we have one here that it peaked out at and now it's actually yeah that's a trend right so let's start it there kind of like leave it boom okay so look at DraftKings, this is a play that's still going down it's actually at support right now it's bouncing off support so we'll see if it actually holds there um that's another play to watch so I go over to pin gaming um pin for the pin you'll see got a nice institutional calendar there. Let's go up to the weekly. see what we got. Mm. Let's kind of get a sense for some of these gaming stocks together as we looked at Zynga already. so let's see what that looks like here. uh yeah, overall move and you had this. This move as well. And it broke that trend. So this trend is gone, really and truly. So that trend is gone. So yeah, okay, so it broke that one. So you have this and it may be coming back down to this level as well. So on this one, you'll see that it broke the 200 AMA, which is very bearish. Um, so we need to see if it's gonna start a recovery. So keep pin uh DraftKings and zynga on your list for puts um in the short term and see how they actually play out because if you're looking at this this is actually a move to the downside where it's going to continue that move it looks like so yeah i will watch all three of these okay so let's keep it moving though um i see like i said if you got tickers go ahead and drop them in the chat uh let me know hit me up with them uh welcome in definitely hit like on this video if you here for the uh no just not showing up Let's get this thing broadcast out to as many people as possible. Let's listen in to see what CNBC is talking about and we'll keep this thing moving. I see uh, another question here for Coca-Cola, which is KO and then Twitter, which is TWTR. We'll look at those here in a second as well.
2: Competitor Rivian rallied after winning a very prestigious award. Phil Abeau has all the details. Hey, Phil.
7: Hey, Courtney, we're talking about Motor Trend's Truck of the Year. That was awarded to the R1T today. And if you spent time driving the R1T, and I have, you're not surprised to see that it won Truck of the Year honors, beating out the Ford Maverick as well as the GMC Hummer. Delivery started this fall, and they've not been large in numbers, but they plan to ramp that up in the next year. Reservations, right before the IPO, stood at just under 50,000 vehicles. We'll get an updated number, by the way, regarding both reservations as well as uh, Deliveries—at least that's the expectation when the company reports its full Q3 results on Tuesday afternoon. We don't expect the overall numbers to be terribly different than the preliminary numbers that came out during the IPO, but we should hear from CEO R.J. Scaringe, perhaps an update when it comes to deliveries and reservations. And I want to show you Rivian versus Lucid. And we're going back to November 10th. Why are we doing this? Remember back in mid-November when Lucid was awarded Car of the Year from Motor Trend, the stock had a real nice pop. What happened after that? It started to pull back. So while this is a nice bounce today for Rivian, this is not one of those uh, designations that I think is going to have a lot of momentum over a long period of time in terms of the share price. Take a look at the other uh, companies in the EV market, if you will. We're talking about Tesla, GM, Ford, Fisker, uh, a mixed day really uh, for all of these guys. They all ended up in the red, substantially in the red. Guys, when you look at the electric pickup truck market, it is gonna really heat up in the next year. And I think when people drive an electric pickup truck, it will change their perception of driving a pickup truck.
5: This particular magazine award, Phil, does it tend to, to then lead to sales a year or two later or is it is it just a nice thing to have?
7: <laughs> no, it, it, it can impact sales. It definitely will turn heads. And that's the value here. It will make people say, i heard about the r1t wait a second these guys say it's the truck of the year all right now i need to put it on my list to give serious consideration to so it does have an impact
5: it'll get you two minutes on closing bell with phil lebeau and that's something <laughs> as well phil thank yeah, you there you go uh all
7: our right, next is out uh, with uh, his top
5: internet picks for next year and one name that has been oh. an annual fi- fixture on that list is missing for the first time ever find out what that okay, stock well, is we'll ahead of which uh, stocks he likes
0: I keep my eyes posted on that but let's check out this right here basically this following up on this story with uh cnbc yeah Rivian r1t is the 2022 motor trend truck of the year um this is um okay so wait wait, one give me one second okay so now 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 we're not going to do this though that's not one thing that we're going to do today okay so let's go ahead and pull that and one second one second fam give me one second all right so boom all right so let's keep this thing moving so you'll see here um we have ribbons motor truck trend truck of the year right so i kind of want to see what they gave why they gave it motor trend truck of the year a little bit because maybe this can help you do some of your fundamental analysis and really truly we have no earnings to really really look at today so let's read and see what they actually got here that makes it Somewhat the oh the most remarkable truck we've a pickup truck we've ever driven. That's a bold statement coming out of the um at the gate. That's a really bold statement. Uh, let's see what they actually got here. So, and now it claimed even higher praise in 2022. It's motor truck of the trend. Yeah, ever since Tesla redefined, yeah yeah yeah. The Rivian R1T would win praise if it were merely a credible pickup truck that is also an electric vehicle, but it's four more, far more. No content to simply mount an electric motor or two under the hood of a box of a, tr- a traditional pickup. Rivian used the opportunity to re-examine what a modern pickup truck looks like. Um. Okay. Uh. Let's see. Inside, Rivian's delicately balances the modern minimalist EV aesthetic. Uh, with the quality of material, its price demands, and the functional requirements of a true pickup truck. Although we disagree on principle with the abdication of nearly all essential functions to a touchscreen interface, we recognize it's a popular trend. Rivian executed it well. I mean, that is a nice cabin. Like, what do y'all think about that cabin? That's a nice cabin. That's a good look at it. I mean, I don't know. Like, I actually... like this cabin a whole lot let's look at some more of this um got a trailer brake controller into the screens and steering wheel buttons it's particularly clever bit of new thinking that doesn't impede functionality likewise for packaging a portable bluetooth speaker and latin without sacrificing central interior cargo space for providing access to the innovative gear tunnel build a cab Above it, oh, it's a thoroughly modern and measured use of color texture on the dash, doors, and seats. Yeah, that's true. So if you haven't seen, and I, and I don't mind plugging this, if you haven't seen um, MKBHD's video on, on, on the Rivian, you definitely need to check it out. It breaks it down completely, all like all the nuts and bolts of this thing, man, that he found on this is crazy right so if you haven't seen that video you might want to check that out as well if you kind of like really interested in the rivian um i just want to see what they really think about um okay none of this would matter of course if it didn't have the range to get the job done the 135 kilowatt battery uh provides 314 miles of range far more than enough for most road trips and off-road adventures It's ability to charge at 190 kilowatts now um, the promised over-the-air upgrade to 300-kilowatt charging and Rivian's ongoing effort to install chargers at trailheads, campsites, and parks main range is no real concern. See, this is, um, I, I don't mind what Motor Train is actually doing. They're trying to, you know, state their case for actual um, a vehicle that they believe is truck of the year, which, great, great on them, right? But this is kind of misleading. Okay, and I don't mean it misleading like they're blatantly trying to like you know falsify the information that they're giving. It's misleading in the fact that none of this is none of this is true right now. So when you actually say things like this in an article, it can leave investors or people who want to go buy this as a consumer to actually believe that this is something that Rivian is going to be able to pull off, right? And there's no evidence of that just yet, right? So when you hear Rivian's Ongoing efforts to install chargers at trailheads, campsites, and parks mean range is no real concern. Basically, what I, if I'm a consumer who is not, you know, if this is my first time researching anything about an EV, to me, I'm hearing that when I actually buy this truck, I go to any campsite, there is a Rivian charging station there, right? So let's look and see. Um, just how that may be, right? So and comment down below: am I wrong? Am I actually um you know interpreting that incorrectly you know what are y'all thoughts on that um okay so here's the picks for uh the dude that was on uh, CNBC. let's listen in and i'll pull that up
2: Picks. it did not make the list for Truist. here to explain is the analyst behind the call you squally so i guess we'll start there on the name that's not on the list why not amazon this year the stock of course is underperformed does it not mean that there's more room to run next year in your opinion
8: so, hey, uh, Courtney, thanks for having me. So again, a uh, few things on Amazon is you, you, you're right, we've identified 12 out of 46 companies under coverage as topics. Amazon did not make our top uh, pick for mega caps. And really the reason is a couple of things. One, um, we're tracking literally week to week the performance of Amazon relative to expectations. And what we're seeing is, at least quarter to date, we're definitely seeing Amazon losing a bit of, of share in this holiday season, and we think the one of the culprits for what's going on is uh, something that was super popular in the UK. And I'm sure Wilfred can speak to this, but click and collect has been in in, in Europe and particularly in the UK for the last 10-15 years, and that is the reason e-commerce in the UK is something like 30% penetrated, uh, 30% penetration of e-commerce, especially to retail. In the US, it's still half of that, maybe 15%. And so what we're seeing are all of the, not all, but a number of large brick and mortar companies like uh, Walmart, Best Buy, uh, Target, et They've got They've gotten much, much better at doing e-commerce in general. And over the last 12, 18 months, they've done a great job dramatically improving their omni-channel capabilities, allowing people to order online, collect in store. Adobe came out saying that, 25% of all online uh, orders are being collected in store. They're saying that in the last four days before Christmas, as much as 40% of all online orders are being are going to be collected in stores, and that's that that's not something that Amazon can really participate in right now. So we're tactically cautious on Amazon. We still have a buy, but relative to other mega caps, we prefer, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, Google or Alphabet. And, and
2: Yeah. And before we before we move on to the names that you do prefer, just to understand, you talked a lot about that click and collect as a reason that you think others might be sort of benefiting, taking some share for Amazon. But obviously, Amazon is a very large company and AWS is really sort of the profit engine and has been for some time. Did that not play into your consideration this time around? Is retail really what you were most focused on because you believe that's what? drives the stock price or will drive the stock price in 2022 rather
8: than AWS? Yeah, that's fair. That's a fair comment. We did not change our estimates for AWS. We continue to believe that AWS is the crown jewel for Amazon. Our call really, but but everybody else knows that, right? I mean, I think you can look at expectations for AWS. I think in the mid 30s, top of growth with about a 30% uh, contribution margin, that's already known that's already reflected to a certain degree in, in, in street estimates and in expectations. I think the difference is we're making here or the, the nuance is marketplace, which has historically uh, grown at, the, uh, at, a, at a rate that's faster than the market, allowing Amazon to keep growing share. Uh, we see that stalling over certainly this quarter and over the next several quarters, exactly because of all the things we talked about earlier.
5: Uh, anyway, you still have a buy and a $4,000 price target. Let, let's fly through some of these next ones uh, quite quickly, Yusuf, because I want to get some calls out there. What What are the, the two names in MegaCap that you like the most for next year?
8: Yeah, so Alphabet being the first one, we think the stock has shown exceptional accelerating growth in the last 18 months We think with everything that they're doing around machine learning, around AI, they're making the algorithm just smarter, their click-throughs are going up, their uh, uh, prices are going up, and in fact, if you look at the primary driver for uh, Google or Google growth, it it wasn't really volume, it was price, which tells you that uh, their ability to target um, is getting much, much better, and advertisers are willing to pay more and more for that. We think that's sustainable for the foreseeable future. The other is around Facebook, where we think Facebook should continue to actually grow in excess of growth in overall online advertising in 2022, even with the IDFA issues that that have um, been a headwind to them last quarter and certainly in the first half of next year as well.
5: And then uh, just a last one I'd love to get you to talk through. Uh, DoorDash was trading close to, to 260. It's down at 155. Why is that a buy now?
8: Well, it's a buy because of a couple of reasons. One, one you mentioned it. I mean, the stock valuation came down pretty dramatically, while the fundamentals of the business really continue to improve. If you look growth, this is by far the fastest grower uh, within our mid-cap category, uh, certainly this year and next year. We think they're going to grow probably close to 30 percent when it's all said and done. Our tracking of the weekly. Uh, 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 orders shows that they're tracking nicely out of expectations quarter to date and so we think that while the reopening will definitely be somewhat of a headwind to delivery we think that you, you know the business is much stronger today than it was a year ago and they just made the big acquisition in Europe which gives them that much more headroom uh, to grow and kind of work their magic in Europe the same way they worked it here in the US so we like that as well
2: Yusuf, thank you very much for joining us with those picks. Not Amazon. Thank <laughs> but you, But good ones. Well, up next, ARC's director of research on whether Bitcoin okay, can so bounce back this out, in the right? new I've year been following waiting for its this recent sell-off. Plus, think forget the Grinch. It's bumps that are running to steal uh, Christmas this year, or at least the presents. Amazon not You'll being a part of that later. list.
0: is uh, kind of, you know, uh, uh, not not weird. Not weird. And I'll show you the reason why it's not weird here in a sec. One second. Let's do that first, and then I'm going to show you something. We're going to come back to the Rivian story right here in a second, okay? So look at this, right? What I want you to see is this is Amazon. I'm going to turn all this craziness off, obviously, Um, and I want you to kind of see what I see when it comes to Amazon, okay? Um, Basically, let's go over to the daily, and I want to shrink this out here. So Amazon had a, a nice run back here in March all the way to basically, essentially, July of 2020, right? And then, look, it's basically traded in this, this area, this capacity for, for the rest of that time, right? It's only been to the top of this channel two times, right? At 37.57, 50, 37, then you got a 37.74. And then, essentially, it's been trading down all this time. Now, it is now getting to a point where this wedge may be a catalyst where it breaks resistance and moves to the upside. But it's not there just yet. But it is something to pay attention to. So I see why my um, an analyst will come on and say that, you know, Amazon is not part of its 2022 list because it's not giving um, investors, you know, um, gains. Right. Basically in over a year. Um, so I can see that. And it may have stagnated off a little bit here. And uh, we'll see. I actually believe that, you know, price action shows that we will we'll get to a point where Amazon is either going to make a decision to go back down to 2875 or it's going to go higher. Um, so we'll see. Uh, keep your eyes on this though. this is a significant swing that can actually goes in, in in a lot of people favor to the downside or in a lot of pay, people people favor to the upside. So either way, pay attention there. Now, let's get over to um Rivian, all right? So remember we was looking at Rivian here, we was talking about this this supercharger network, okay? And I think this is misleading. I think when you say Rivian's ongoing efforts to install charges at trailheads, campsites, and parks mean range is no real concern, okay? I think that's misleading because I don't believe that the network is built out like that one there is not enough vehicles for the network, but suppose that this network had its more charging stations in place than the vehicles that's out, right? so to me, I think this is misleading, and if I'm an investor, I would be like, um. Uh or I'll come back to that uh, on Amazon. I'll come back to that. Remind, I'm I see it in the comments, so I'll get to it. So give me one second. But let me finish this thought. The thought is that I'm having is that okay, so let's let's reverse engineer this. Let's understand how many supercharging networks is there. And from a fundamental expectation, this is the type of things that you need to do. This is the type of things that you need to like fact check, right? When you see uh, damn, they got Kathy Wood on here as well? Hold on, man. I'm going to get this started. I promise.
2: Getting uh, uh, our forecast. Our, we're now just getting our uh, our companies and our stocks at lower prices.
5: Brett Winton, director of research at mm-hmm. ARK Invest, joins us now. Uh, Brett, great to see you. Thanks so much for, for joining us. I, I, first of all, just b- big picture. Wanted to address the kind of gist of, uh, of what Kathy was saying in, in that soundbite. And, and I totally get that point, but but I guess the problem with it is back in February when things were forty percent higher, there wasn't a different gist coming from 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 Kathy to say yes things are richly valued. So it's almost as if you guys always come out and say look we we're picking the innovators and the disruptors and price never matters at all.
9: Oh, that's absolutely not the case. I think you have to go back and look at the look at the tape, probably your own tape. Uh, Back in February, Kathy was saying that, you know, keep some powder dry. uh, And now we're saying innovation is on sale. Uh, I think you can, um, when you're in the equity markets, this is an asset class where you have to focus on the medium term time horizon. If you're putting money into equities, it should not be money that you're trying to extract out in three or six months. And so that's why we do our valuation work over five years and why we stay focused on process stay focused on valuing the innovations that we're investing in uh, and and you know today see um, super meaningful appreciation opportunities in the intangible assets that we're um, purchasing on behalf of our clients Uh, so i I think that you, you can you can you if you believe that kind of like this innovation stuff is is a fiction if you believe that um you know, AI training costs declining at twice Moore's Law is not something that's gonna meaningfully impact the world over the next five years, then absolutely you could believe that the assets are mispriced on the basis of that expectation. But our belief is this is a unique time in technological economic history, and that um, focusing directly on innovation and exposing yourself meaningfully to innovation is important to, um, you know, realize the appreciation events that are to come In the innovation space.
5: Totally get that, Brett, and and, uh, particularly the point about the scale of disruption that could come and and having a a five-year or or long-term time horizon. Uh, Given that time horizon, does that allow you to pretty much ignore the changing kind of market multiple uh, that gets applied to your type of stock, particularly if the Fed starts raising rates and if we continue to to see more dislocation in your types of stocks. Can you just ignore that? Because it'll only affect things on a six-month or 12-month or 24-month time horizon at most?
9: Well, we do all of our underwriting on a five-year basis. And on the fifth year, we pretend as if we're forced sellers to um, people who aren't techno-optimists, to to people that just pay for cash flow. Uh, And so uh, we actually massively compress the multiple in the underwriting that we do. And so over the time horizon that we invest, we assume that the the assets that we're investing in are gonna collapse to whatever that market multiple is. Uh, And on that basis, we have, you know, expectations for uh, multiples of appreciation in the companies that that we invest in across our entire portfolio. Now we could be wrong about the, the fundamentals. We could be wrong about the fact that the technologies are are economically meaningful in a prof- profound way, but if we happen to be right with our underwriting, we think the portfolio um, would appreciate uh, five times over five years, uh, in including that expectation of there being a massive multiple compression. Uh, and so, from the perspective of three and six months, um, you know, it, it produces a lot of noise and and a lot of information that people sometimes act on in error. I think uh, again within that the context of equity markets, you should not be making decisions based upon the next three months of expectations. You should be making decisions based upon the duration that's consistent with that part of your portfolio, which should be uh, you know, five years and beyond point of view. Um,
2: Timing, so timing of course, is is everything with, with all of this, right? You could make right or wrong decisions based on where we are in time, and things could look different in different time frames. If we can zero in a little bit beyond just the broader strategy and talk about one of the recent purchases uh, that you all made, UiPath. That oh, wow. name in particular is actually down 8% just since Friday. Why this name? And are you discouraged about sort of this downfall since the purchase?
9: No, absolutely not. I mean, we think that um, artificial intelligence or AI in general is going to turn knowledge workers into into superhumans and that businesses are going to invest in augmenting their knowledge workforce. Um, if you look across the board at, at what's happened with innovations in, in in artificial intelligence and automation, it's that um, kind of the capabilities that we have even today relative to what we had a couple of years ago, uh, people didn't think were going to be possible. So um, innovations in natural language processing and being able to take uh, really processes that usually humans would be required to kind of uh, um, move a path along uh, 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 and, and automating them allows you to deliver more output with, with uh, uh, less you know, input cost and labor. And so, on a on a high level, we think that AI software is going to be a fourteen trillion dollar market by twenty thirty, uh, and the um, this will lead to tens of trillions of dollars in enterprise value creation in the AI software market. And we think UiPath mm-hmm. is well positioned as a tools provider in that space.
5: What's the biggest uh, threat, Brett? to... To Tesla, is it uh, new pure EV players or the traditional oh, autos? And if you We're had to pick right one now. of the other new EV players
9: uh, to go uh, alongside Tesla, which one would it be? Well, so it's funny. We focus directly on on energy storage and battery technology. We do great work on battery cost declines. Uh, Sam Corr, who is our batteries analyst, has has um, literally uh, like. Produce the best in the world battery cost decline model, and so as of you know function of that, we focus on all of the electric vehicle startups that have come to market, and the um, the uh, capital expenditure decisions that the traditional OEMs are making, uh, and the the startups uh, in our view are, are actually markedly overvalued, uh, and so mm-hmm. it's it's really really hard to execute um electric vehicle production and scale it and the capital markets are interesting they they basically have taken the message that oh tesla has managed to cross the chasm and and made Uh it into a sustainable cash flow position therefore anybody else can do it the the secret to tesla is actually its innovation case it's not that it happened to be focused on electric vehicles and so um the for for us like the 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 execution path for Tesla is on the robotaxi side, and then likely on becoming an AI as a service company uh, down the road. Uh, and these the both the EV startups and the traditional OEMs that have to do massive restructuring of, of their own internal operations and manufacturing yep. facilities are, have have a lot of execution risk ahead of them. And and a lot of it the- is not being appropriately discounted by the market in our view
2: there are certainly still a lot of question marks for tesla and a number of other competitors we have to leave it there but we are out of time thank you for joining us well coming up next
0: hey so all right let's get back to it man look i want to show you this ui path real quick and then i'm gonna finish up my rivian thesis i'm gonna come back to the rsi uh on amazon and then i want to i'm gonna bring some else up too that i want you to check out but first and foremost when you're charting right let me do this when you're charting fam okay um one of the things that i want you to get comfortable with is measured moves okay well what i mean by a measured move is basically you want i'm going to show you what a measured move is in a second but basically you start to see a trend developing but instead of you uh starting a position in a play you want to kind of see how it's developing out and one of the things that you can do is measure distances that you've seen and they may be already getting ready to repeat themselves and you may be kind of like ahead of the play actually developing out a bit here, right? But when you actually put this measure move in, and you actually go back and check the chart, it gives you an opportunity to see: Did you actually see something that was there? And what? And basically, is the price action confirming what you're seeing at this point in time, right? One of those companies just so happened to be UiPath, that we're that they was actually talking about with our Ark Invest our researcher, Brett Winton. And actually, I want to show you this chart right now, right? So check this out. UiPath, okay? I know if you're listening to this on the podcast, you can't see this right now, but definitely when you get a chance, come back and check the video out and then come check out this part where I'm talking about UiPath right now, okay? So you'll see that basically overall, I charted this out as it was in a downtrend channel, okay? We had the downtrend channel show and then we basically said this downtrend continuing. But what I did was, I marked the top of the channel, okay? I basically said, this is the bottom of the channel. It's here. It's making a move to the top of the channel. And what I did was I basically charted a measured move out from the top of the channel to the next time it could possibly touch the bottom of the channel, okay? And basically, this was just a point here that I took and just ran it back down on an angled slope, right? Kind of what you're seeing is that you will see a move here, move, and it's being kind of bouncing. But then it kind of made this move where I thought, okay, if it gets to the top of this channel... What's the ob- absolute move that it can make? And this is the absolute move that it made, right? You'll see that on this channel play here, you'll see that it's actually basically following this trend. So basically, I could have took a put from the top, basically to the bottom here, right? And we could be up on this play, but really, truly, you're learning us. chart. I'm learning this chart. So instead of actually going indirectly into the play, on PATH, which is U-I-PATH, the stock symbol is P-A-T-H, You can look at this when you go in. You can see a channel where it basically is going into a downtrend. And at that meeting point of that downtrend, I see an opportunity that could take place here. And basically, you'll see it wedged here and it came down to this level here. And it may actually continue this downward trend. And if it continues this downward trend, we'll get another bounce off the channel. And you can play it back to the upside. So this is a play to watch that I actually just charted out, you know, doing my really my, my technicals that I like to do. And then actually coming back now and checking this chart, you can see that that play is actually playing out the way it is. So always, always, when you don't have, you have uncertainty in a play that you're considering, do a measure move. Understand that measure move. Check up on that measure move and see if you can use this to your advantage going forward. That you may see something before other people actually see the development of that play, okay? So now let's get back over to Rivian because once again, I'm going to finish this thesis this time. On this, we was talking about the chargers and we was talking about how these chargers, this charging network may not be built out as big as it is. And it could kind of be misleading. OK. And I want to kind of show you a little things that you can do to kind of pick apart fundamentals that you're looking at to understand the value of a particular play. OK, now let's go over to Rivian. Let's go over to the website. This is Rivian's website. OK, this is their homepage talking about the Rivian Adventure Network. OK, basically their name for their supercharger network. You see, it says built for you 3,500 DC fast chargers at approximately 600 sites through 2023. Now, this is still 2021 in my book, okay? And we're getting ready to head into 2022. So these 600 sites are not yet developed in 2023, according to what I'm reading, okay? So you can scroll down here. They'll give you a fancy little picture of what their charging station looks like, okay? And basically, it tells you yeah, all the things that you can do exclusively for Rivian users up to 140 miles in range by 20, 20 minutes. Automatic charging, just pull up and plug in. In vehicle nav automatically plans charging, okay? Charging output of over 200 kilowatts initially and 300 kilowatts in the future. And all of it is powered by renewable energy. All these are great things, okay? Great things. But listen, like when you get here, it tells you we are installing 10,000 additional level two charges through 2023. And a matter of fact, when you roll your a cursor across this, it says, it tells you what level two charging is 25 minutes per range of miles of range per hour. Many public and home charger options are level two. Level two charging at 240 volts is much faster compared to level one, right? So okay, so conveniently located in places where you're already planning to visit. Rivian waypoints let you grab extra miles while you're out having fun or sleep at night. Much like the Rivian Adventure Network, our waypoints would extend beyond the U.S. and Canada to include all markets that include and products. Right. So this is all the same information about those Rivian waypoints, right? For level two charging. Okay. Cool. All right. So let's go down here. This is some We're going to get down to where a map shows up for the Rivian network, okay? Um, Maybe I skipped it. Did I skip it? Did we pass by the Rivian map? Let's see. Let's go back. Here we go. Boom. Look at this. The Rivian network, 3,500 DC fast charges at approximately 600 sites planned through 2023. Map indicates target Rivian adventure network service areas, not specific addresses. Time and location of planned Rivian adventure network locations shown on this map are subject to change so basically what i heard is let's zoom out on this look at all these rivian network stations what i just read here is that all these are not where they say they are okay so right here and fundamentally which charger network is it right so you know my head thought goes translates to okay let's find a rivian charger okay so let's go over to google maps And I'm on Google Maps. I type in Rivian. Like, I'm not even looking just for anything Rivian-related in my area or anything of that sort, right? We're looking for anything Rivian-related in the area, and all you get is businesses, right? It's not anything of the sort where you see a Rivian charger anywhere, right? So I get to thinking, okay, maybe I'm wrong. actually trying to figure this out right because if i type in rivian charges and just for you know the sake of this um you know the channel showing that i'm doing my due diligence right you'll see a rivian charger station comes up there's none right so you come over here you search another area tesla right and i'll come back to that in a second wise that's it that's that's funny to me so you'll see some more here you keep on scrolling across and no rivian charging network okay interesting enough You should be able to Google search the nearest charging station near you, right? So if I go over here to where the Tesla network comes up, right? And we just go over to somewhere, maybe let's say over here to Idaho, right? You search this area. Look at that. Tesla charger network shows up. So why would it be that Rivian's charging network doesn't show up, but but I type in Tesla's, they, they does, okay? Or let's, And I know that could have just been coincidental, right? So let's go down to like New Mexico. Let's search that area. Wow, once again, more charging network shows up. So this is Tesla. So let's go one step further than that. Let's go to charge point, okay? Charge point location, okay? And let's just go all the way over here and see what we get in this area. Look at that! What else with Teslas? Okay, so there's no charge point there. Charge point. Look at that. You got blink charging, charge point, charge point. You know, like this is what I'm getting at. Basically, that that whole thing that Motor train did here kind of already gives me pause. Okay, like when you look at this and it says ongoing efforts to install chargers. At trailheads, campsites, and parks means range is no real concern. It's a concern. You can go out there and really and truly, you may not have a charger, right? Supposedly, there are 600 locations that's going to be installed by 2023. So this is the kind of things that I think that you need to be kind of paying attention to when you're doing your fundamental analysis. So really and truly, I like this article. I'm going to look at this article more in depth here so we can kind of see what is factual, what could actually be possible and then what is really not okay so this is something to pay attention to for later on i'm going to break this down in not more detail so now one of the things that i wanted you to do is actually if you're not following me over on twitter that's the first thing that you need to do okay follow your boy over on twitter you see down here um actually the craig houston that's d-a craig houston you want to follow me over on twitter and after you do that you want to follow This guy right here who was just on CNBC, Brett Winton, Director of Research of Disruptive Tech over at ARK Invest, okay? You want to follow these type of people on individuals on Twitter if you have a Twitter account because all these individuals provide insight and they give you detail that you would not actually get. And they actually post like articles and things of that nature that you might want to check out, white papers, all this type of stuff. This is all fundamental research that you can be doing and they can kind of give you like a leverage on understanding things ahead of time, right? Or getting more insight on what other people's beliefs are and things that you are trying to come up with your own thesis on in the beginning of or in the middle of investing. And that even when it's time to sell, these are the type of things that you wanna pay attention to, okay? Now, to answer this question right here, what does the RSI say? That was on Amazon. So let's go back over here. And really and truly, I don't have, I don't use RSI. I use stochastics on mine, right? so what I like to do is go and look at the stochastics and what i want to show you on the stochastics um it should be where's my boom okay here we go so on the stochastics what I like to do is kind of show where the level is okay so we'll go out to the weekly kind of like try to get a measured move here and it's gonna be kind of difficult here so give me one sec let's span this out just a bit okay here we go now we're down to where range makes sense okay so what I like to do is in the stochastics to see how far the stochastics actually comes down to the bottom, right? Before it curves back down. And we're getting another curvature opportunity here, right? But look at Amazon always crossing over here, right? So on, on the stochastics RSI, what I do is I watch to see if the move is continues going down. And right now it's pointing down. So that tells me that price is going to continue to come down right now on the daily chart. Okay. So for me, when I use stochastics, I use it on the daily or I use it on the weekly on a higher time frame, so I get real price action, and I can tell where price is moving to and how far it can actually come in range. Okay, so and, and a lot of people can actually mark off where it gets flat at, and that tells you that it actually consolidates at those levels as well too. But right now we're in a downward trend on Amazon at this point in time at price. Okay, so if you actually pull this back out, you'll see it's relative. It shows you that price is moving in a direction. So when you see flats. This is a consolidation area, right? When you see movement up, this is the spike up. So from this trend here to the top of this peak, that's a move. So all that is things that you can see when it comes to stochastics at that point in time, okay? So that's how I use stochastics. I don't use RSI. That's more of, of a way I like to trade. AWS is the tech side of Amazon, and I agree to that. I think AWS is the most important thing that Amazon has. Yeah, they delivery service and things of that nature works great. Two-day shipping, outstanding. Sometimes you can get stuff in the next day on next day delivery, even better. But AWS is the heartbeat of Amazon and it needs time. And people underestimate AWS, in my opinion, and don't value it like they should. So to me, I understand where people get the logic from. The Amazon may be stagnating right now. But a bigger run could be inside of Amazon coming later here. So that's why I say keep this on your radar. Understand the play when it comes to Amazon because you can actually see this move come up a lot better. So if you don't have AMZN on your um, ticker watch list, please make sure that you add it tonight after this video, okay? So let's keep it moving. We've got some more tickers to actually get through here, right? Uh, KO, that was another one that we needed to talk about. I got KO. I got Twitter. And I see Apple down here at the bottom. So if there's any more tickers, this is your chance to put them into the chat right now. And go ahead and do that before I finish these three up because I want to get through those. And definitely, if you're putting tickers in the chat, definitely make sure you're hitting that like button as well, too. Because obviously, I want to broadcast this to many people as possible so we can keep this thing moving in an upward trajectory. Okay, so let's look at Coca-Cola first. okay, which is stock symbol K-O so um we'll pull that down here so you can have a clean look at this and i've been watching coca-cola and you see the move here really interesting that we talked about this on the um talked about this on my discord live stream so if you're not part of my live stream over on discord because you haven't used that first link down below you're missing out on some great conversations that we're having over there because people bring them we look at the chart we talk about these things and coca-cola was a move that we was all looking at last night well, it, we was looking at it may break out today, and it really did. It broke out 2.63% today, which is a big move for Coca-Cola in price action because Coca-Cola's price action is less than a dollar, and right now it's trending towards that dollar mark here currently on the ATR. Currently, is that basically, you're seeing it at $0.98, cent, but typically you'll see Coca-Cola's price action is about, if we go back over the last year or so, you'll see coca cola height of price action is $1.36, But average range is that you'll see is about $0.78 here, okay? So this is an outstanding move for Coca-Cola today on median price action, okay? So this is an outstanding move. I think that this trend could continue, honestly, right? I don't think that it's over. Now it's gapped up, so you want to be careful when you see a retrace here that it'll come back down to the gap. But Coca-Cola is actually maybe taking a a look at all-time highs. Let's go out to the weekly and see what we actually have here. So it just broke. Uh, oh, let's put that back. It just broke support. So uh, breaking support, or breaking resistance. I'm sorry. I keep saying support. I get them always. I always say I'm backwards every now and then, but it broke resistance here. OK, so now the next leg up I'm looking at is fifty nine zero two. OK, fifty nine zero two is what I would look at for uh, Coca-Cola to see if it can break that. And then if it breaks that, then we're now training towards that all time high level here that has no peak on it so if it gets above 59.02 as resistance and 59.85 this thing can run to the moon okay so you may be ready for a moonshot on coca-cola this pennant broke and when that pennant broke this action took off okay so that's how this move played out and that's a charter of a pennant here and shout out to the discord fan for bringing that up to my attention and we're now seeing that move started to run. Right. It's running good right now. So pay attention to Coca-Cola. Maybe a play that you can actually play. Um, and it still has room to run in my 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 thinking. And really and truly 5902 is the next stop. Okay. So uh let's look at the other one, Twitter. Twitter is the next one. Let's check that out. Okay, so Twitter here, right? We still have Twitter sitting in these time frames where it's not made a move just yet. Um, I'm going to delete that off so we can come down here. Don't need that there. Okay, so when you look at this on the weekly, you'll see that Twitter is in a downtrend continuously, and it hasn't broke to the uptrend just yet. So since it has not yet broke to the uptrend, I would still be watching this for a put, but I would not be in a put long because right now you have a support coming down here to, what is that? That is 42.28. Watch to see if it comes down to support. And see if it bounces or holds support. If it breaks, obviously you'll let it continue to run down. But if it don't, it may break trend and come back to the upside. So one of the things, this is on the weekly. So it was an ugly cup and handle that was trying to form. and tried to break out, but it didn't. That failed. So if you come over to the daily, you'll see here on TWTR that I think that a swing is actually getting ready to happen to the upside. So that's why I say be careful. On this one, I think there's a lot of um, signals showing that the reversal may be in on t- on Twitter and to the upside. So just watch it. If you're going to play it to the downside, play it for the support to 4228, and then watch for the the next bounce back off support to the upside. I will watch it here, and it's kind of it's kind of funky, right? It could be making a W shaped pattern right now, um, but it's a little weird. It's a little you know, guesstimatory here, right? So I don't like this move just that much here so but it could be a w-shaped pattern actually forming and if it is this could be your midpoint and if that's your midpoint then you kind of want to you know outline your midpoint here sorry uh oh bring that down so you can have a midpoint here and for those who are are charting alongside me you'll see that Basically, you want to run that next part of that W down to the W to a double bottom, right? This is a double bottom, and then if it actually runs up from that double bottom, it's going to come back to the peak, and the peak is here. So really and truly, you want to see you. I want to enter a play on this to the upside until it crosses this midpoint line here if that was going to happen, okay? So this is how a W pattern would look. So... And if you want to get slick, you can do some things like this. You can actually um, come down here and you can change this to a dash. So, you know, this is a line that you're waiting to see action on. So that way, you know, you haven't seen this price action just yet. And that's what you're looking for. Or you can leave it solid, whichever one. However, you want to play it out. That's the way that you can actually make this move with um, Twitter. So pay attention to that. And I think Twitter's got more room to come down to this double bottom. So it may even come down to about 40, 35. At that level, but 42.28 is a support. So I will watch for the support area and see if it reverses off the support back to the upside for a run back to 52.72. Just something to watch. And this could all be wrong, but I feel like this W pattern is actually shaping up to be a W pattern. So just watch it a bit here and see what it plays out to. But a reversal is definitely indicated as coming. So I will watch it for a little bit longer, okay? um Or play it to the downside, like I said so then let's keep this thing going um apple is next right uh what do i think about a weekly for twelve twenty-three? okay so let's look at that apple that stock symbol aapl okay and it's for 180 call on december 23rd so really and truly i don't know what to think of apple um I like Apple. Um, I've been running Apple back since these um, we got into these price action ranges here, right? And I think that it could go further. But the problem is that we are dealing with other things outside of the regular market, okay? Even though Apple ran to 182 today, which it ran to 182, so if you had a 1223 call, you should have probably sold. Um, But the main overall thing that I think about when it comes to Apple is that Apple is not sub... It, it's been not participating in the downtrend for a lot. So today for it to participate like it did only being down 2%, it pretty much brought the whole indices down itself, right? So along with Tesla, with Apple, with Microsoft, these all these companies, they brought the indices down a lot today. But this is because the market is taking cash at this point in time. And really, truly, a lot of people probably took cash out of Apple at this all-time high that it's at today. So um, do I think that it can get there by next week? I think it's very plausible. Um, but to me, with Apple, I would need more time, right? Because remember, Apple, lays dormant. So what you're seeing right now, this $2.50, $2.50 run average price is, um, is not common, right? Apple laid dormant for a while. When I say laid dormant, look at this price action that it had here. Like if you go back over to the daily, and you look at this in this range, look, it consolidated from 13 July all the way to breaking out of this box on 30 August. OK, and then it had another consolidation range from 18 October to 17 October. So November. So that's another month. So it goes on these runs where it either declines or increases. And when it declines or increases, it makes a bullish run. And this bullish run, maybe be will maybe get ready to teeter off. Right. So that run in between from 30 August. To this breakout down here uh, was 18 October. So, this is a two month lagger at this point in time before it made this next run. So, theoretically, this run started on 18 November, and we're approaching that first month window where this run may stop. So, which is within your range of your call. So, be careful. I think it can get there, but once it crosses that threshold, like today it did 182.13 got to cut it don't wait unless because you don't have enough time on the contract and theta will start eating away at that contract if you was in january february march calls i would be like oh guaranteed but weeklies or two weeks it leaves a lot of opportunity for it to go to the downside and theta decay can eat away at your contract i think that it could retest it again tomorrow because a lot of people want to see this thing get the three trillion and now that is a target on his back. To get it to three trillion but be careful okay it could bite you in the butt and go to the downside okay neo okay so neo i put in a discord this morning i don't mess with none of these chinese stocks right now man the market is not appreciating chinese stocks right now and to me play it to the downside honestly truly uh, one of the things that i would say play downside positions on this like neo it had a run to thirty four sixty seven today, but then it went to the downside. So when it went to the downside, to me, it may be shaping up for a W play though, right? And I'm I'm looking at these W plays, but these W plays may not be um played out like I want them to. But it's always good to track the ranges of these W plays. So check this out. When you look at this, um, you will see that you have basically you got to come down here. And this is a more cleaner W play, right? So you'll see versus that last one. So this is a hard line. So let's make that what it is. Um, And then you'll see here that we got another trend to the top here, right? And then this should be the play to the bottom again. And then the next one should be to the upside right here. Um, See, this come out here. This should be the next W play if it plays out, right? But like I said, midpoint. Midpoint is the promise the what you're looking for. So you don't really worry about this play to the upside till it crosses this midpoint range. If it don't cross the midpoint, then this W point is null and void at that point, right? But a double bottom could be in. It could be a, run, a downside to 29.62. 29.62 could be the bottom, and then it can make a run back up to 38.66 over time. Like, this not going to be something that's going to happen as fast as it's charted out. You may have to widen the path things of that nature, but you leave it the same until you see how the distances actually start to change from each other. So just something to pay attention to. It could be something there. It could be a setup or it could not be a setup, but it's it's obviously something that we'll pay attention to. But like I said, I don't like the Chinese stocks right now. I love NIO as a company, but overall the exposure that China is actually having on the market and how people are playing these to the downside, you're more prone to actually have to play this to the bottom versus going to uptrend. So it hasn't broken trend yet either. So to me, that's a signal that it's ready to continue to decide down more. Okay. So just what I think. Um, CBS, man, these, these tickets are coming in. Y'all are bringing these tickets. I appreciate y'all. Uh, let's go ahead and look at. Um, yeah. Uh, one second. Uh, let me drop a, a card here. Okay. And basically let's move about a chat um this one right here okay cool all right um so what i want to do is i'm going to i'm going right now right now i'm going to actually put in uh right now somebody on here is just about to get something from me right now so i'm going to add a moderator right now onto this chat okay and race i just need for you to kind of like keep the the craziness out of the chat right so i'm gonna add two moderators right now if you don't like being a moderator definitely hit me up and let me know that you don't want to be but i think i got some consistency here to add two moderators right now and i'm going to do that now okay and if you get hit with this if you don't want it definitely let let your boy know and i'll remove you as a moderator but definitely i just need some people to kind of like keep the craziness out of this chat so i don't have to worry about it all right so um cvs okay so i can keep my focus on things that's going on here so uh, y'all have moderator control to keep this this craziness out of of hand sometimes right i got a lot of getting a lot of spam here and i don't want to keep spam out and this is why i will go to a, a members only chat if needed um to keep that that craziness down so let's go to cvs um okay so looking at cvs you'll see here um I haven't charted this one. So this is gonna be a this is gonna be a, a live charting on this one, right? So um if y'all got questions about my charting, definitely let me know. Um I'm gonna chart this out real quick. Let's see what we got. Start with our overall uh trend, which look like it starts back here and boom, okay. So we had some broken down trend there but definitely it's breaking away from that trend. And then we'll go over to the daily. So let's look at the recent trend, okay? So the recent trend has been moving since October, October, 2020 off that that line, okay? So I'm going ahead and gonna make this an adjustment to it. So it's definitely an uptrend uh since the after the pandemic. Like it chopped the, it was choppiness during the pandemic, it broke out from that, but then it came back down, touched the trend, and then it's been excelling ever since. So we've only had one touch, two touches on this trend line. Okay, that's up here. So this move looks great. Honestly, I like it. It's got hidden divergence. It's coming to the top of the reversal cloud. So right now, if I'm watching CBS, I'll pay attention to 102.21 as a level to see if it actually gets to, and if it gets to that level and it actually maintains above that, it could break out even further, but I would watch it to 102.21 at this breakout. I like it. I definitely like it. So yeah, CBS is something to watch. Um, Support. If you was looking for support on this, obviously, you got choppiness here on this support, so I will watch it here. 9204. I will use that as support. Um, and then yeah, that's a breakout from the choppiness. It broke down there, and then the other level below that choppiness is 8887. So uh, I will watch that level. Good. That's a good one. I like it. DocuSign man, DocuSign is playing. DocuSign is playing with my emotions, yo. It is definitely um, trying. I was trying to figure out if this is an actual, a W. Honestly, I'm starting to believe that it is. Look, it's like coming back down. It may be making a double bottom here. So tomorrow we may get a double bottom touch here. Let's go down to one hour on DocuSign. Let's look and see. Let's see if I'm right. Uh, We may be getting set up for that double bottom. Yeah, right now it needs to come back down to this level for a double bottom here, like if I circle here, you wanna see it there. Man, that's a thick circle. That's probably my problem here, because it's so thick. Okay, so that is. So yeah, that circle there, you wanna see that, but then we wanna see it come back down here to this level and that let us know it's a double bottom. And then maybe it's gonna make this move up. I didn't put this W right here, the line for the W, because I'm not sure just yet. If it is, because the midpoint is so high into the gap that one, I don't know if that's really right, because this range here, like I feel like this range at the top here makes that gap uh, nullify, nullify the 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 W line. Right. So we'll see. We'll see how this plays out. Um, but really, truly, I'm not worried just yet. I'm fine with the time that I have on the contracts to let this play out in this area and see if it comes down here or it may be ready to just turn and go to the upside. Right now, I don't have a clear pitch right now. I think it's still going to continue down further. And if it continues down further, then hopefully it comes to a double bottom, bounces, and then we get that run back to the upside and then play a run to the to the gap and then play another run inside the gap. That would be my play. So right now, I will continue to watch it to the downside right now. Um, I do think that Apple could test all-time highs again, and we'll see. Um Tibby, you're thank you are welcome for your Apple call. Jeshine, what's up? I see you here baby. Can you look at GM and 4? I have a call on both. GM. Oh, not not GFM. GM. Okay, so let's look at GM. Um it broke it broke higher high, higher lows. That's the first thing I see right out the gate. This was low it was a high, uh, higher low, higher low, higher low. Higher low and then it finally broke, okay? So it broke trend on that. So now we need to draw a trend line to kind of see where we're at from the top, right? So uh, let's go over to the daily. It still still has movement that you you can like right here, right? So let's go here with this uh, trend. And right now you don't have, but you have three touches, one, two, three, if you count the wicks, okay? So what I would look for here is that could this have been a a, a pennant? This could have been a pennant, right? Could be, honestly. And if it is, right, can it break out? Like if I was to move this down even more, it's just a longer pennant, right? So maybe it's a pennant forming here. And it's getting ready for another breakout. So I mean, you got Obviously, you're gonna get chopped this, and when it gets to the top of this pennant for a breakout, it could break out. So I think that uh GM needs time. So I hope you have time on those contracts. If it has time on those contracts, as the, as we as the market moves through all this craziness, you can see a push to the upside and out and a break past 6516, which is his all-time high. So um, something to watch. Something to watch. Um, really and truly, if you got that call, use support of a break here, right? If you're going to use that, if you're looking for support 56, 70, 56, 93, 56, 71, you can use either one of those as support. Um, I like 5663 as support, though, that's what I use. Um, okay, and then Ford. Um, when you look at four, I looked at this earlier in the show. Uh, you'll see here for cooling off right now, still following my measure move. Um, the measure move that I have, definitely if you want to see, if it's coming back, it'll come back to 1843 for a cool off. But I don't think that's going to happen. I think you're going to see it play in this range here. That's actually happening right now with this consolidation points. So we have 1931 right now as maybe the support line that you'll have to use on four as it comes back um maybe a point here if it comes back to this level maybe an average down area right here as it starts to make its move back up but it's uh actually following trend off this high trend right here right so we have our overall trend which is the green line and then basically we have our micro trend that's forming that's gapping away from the overall trend and it's being respecting that trend so to me 1931 is a good support level right here to actually follow all this choppiness is paying and playing in favor of uh Four as it made that breakout. So it may be making another uh, consolidation area to make another breakout. So I like four for March and April in those $30 calls. Talked about Twitter already, Um I uh, already did, Big Dog. Um, then Disney. Uh, we looked at Disney briefly, but let's check it out one more time. Um, kind of get a picture of what's going on with Disney. Uh, let's see here. So. We'll see uh, what you have here on Disney. Is that we are still waiting for it to like finish out. So this red dotted line, this gap is finished. Okay. So that gap is finished. Let me delete that. But what we're looking for is to see Disney break this midpoint right here. Right. Like right now, I'm trying to see if this is a W. It may be shaping up for a W as well, like it came down. Midpointed, it, and now maybe it's trying to make a double bottom to make a move to the upside. But right now we got a lot of of waiting to happen. But you see, i got reversal indicators happening here. So with these reversal indicators, we're waiting. So you could play it to the downside, 142.09. 142.09 could be a good play to have. So anything for a 143 put or above, you can make good money on. If it comes down here and then holds that level and breaks back to the upside, then you close it. You close on the way down then you wait for it to reverse and then your target is then turns into either one 150 um 152.17 or you can actually do 154.91 you can do either one of these moves and pay attention to that to the upside as well so just something to actually look into i'm liking this to the downside for that 143 put and think about that as well so let's listen into this um on fast money real quick before we get out of here about uh retail issues
4: not very long two weeks it's gotten crushed so that's interesting to me i always say it's interesting when things start trading down in integers so today i mean i'm long target that hasn't traded well at all that's my biggest retail and home depot and lowe's which is housing and retail but i bought some footlocker i bought some last week i bought some today it's crazy cheap i know the big bear story is you know nike is one giant supplier but it's just ridiculously cheap and it could have trade lower of course but at this kind of valuation three times EBITDA, it's ridiculous so i'm happy to buy some of those i haven't bought more target i think i will because i think even in a in a slower christmas if we get that then from where we are now that they'll still do well the stock's not expensive and actually walmart and i know tim has been on the walmart out outperforming target now trade. So that's sort of working. But I have much bigger target than Walmart. I like retail.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, Tim, we're getting a lot of questions on Twitter about Macy's. Um, high of what, 37 or so now trading about 25. What do you think of it here?
4: I like it. Uh, you know, um, I have
6: some December 17 positions um, somewhere. You know, in the money, but barely at this point. Traded out of most of them. I, I so I technically I'm long, although they're almost worth nothing. Um, they, I, I think you they're worth the price of the stock. I should say. Um, you know, you've got a case here where uh, I think the valuation there is very interesting. Like they they weren't helped by Nordstrom's print. Uh, they weren't we not helped by some of Cole's prints. Um, I think you have a dynamic where still a lot of people look at the department store space and rightly point out that these are, these are businesses that at least were, were broken structurally. Okay. So let's move um, on. we got one more, is, uh, is with a gap.
0: I mean, you know, some of these are stories that have- we got one more uh, ticker here and that is actually, Oh, realty income, right? Realty income. For those who don't know anything about realty income. Oh yeah. And I got one more thing to do before we get out of here. Right. I do that in a second, but realty income is a play that a lot of people play for monthly dividend income. Okay, so this play is all is is, is a good play to have if you're looking to get monthly dividend income coming in. you. and honestly, this thing has been has moved in a nice range from moving from the fifty five dollars to seventy two dollars in the last fifty two weeks over the last year. This is a nice move on it because it was actually at, at the bottom down here at thirty seven dollars, and it made this move here. On this trend so and you get a monthly dividend out of this play and growth like this is nice growth actually so i'm surprised in this price that it's been moving towards but this is also something to look into as well so let's look into it and see um as an investment i like realty um income overall like you could actually play this for the long term and really and truly no matter what That dividend is getting better. So that dividend right now yields, um, you can't see this. So let me move to the other side. The dividend right now, if you can see me over here with the corset, it shows that it's moving at, it's at 4.4% that you're getting on that dividend, right? So basically, um, the last payout on on that dividend is, let's see. It should tell you. um, Maybe it don't tell you here. Oh, right here. Look at that. See, sometimes you just got to use what you got in front of you. The dividend last payout was twenty-five cent, so twenty-five cent per share, right? And for those who are doing the math at home, let's do the math together. So let's say you own a thousand shares of right of this, right? Thousand shares uh, times 0.25, you make it two hundred and fifty bucks a month. Two hundred and fifty bucks a month times twelve, that's three grand, right? And basically, all you did is hold the stock, so it could be a good investment, right? So um, yeah, that thousand shares though, right? People will ask, well, Craig, that thousand shares costs right now at, uh, what's that? This level is 68, 16, right? So times 68, 16, that's $68,000. So obviously you got to do that over time, but just started with a hundred shares, right? 68, 16, it's $6,000, okay? So you got to be careful about what you're looking to invest in, but you could make good money off realty income because it's a monthly stipend. Each and every week, okay. So, yeah. So Deshaun says down here he gets paid every fifteenth of the month, and they just they just went up on the dividends. So something to pay attention to. Uh, you can make good money there as well. So just another narrative there. So I kind of want to talk about uh, all these things right now because last week I put out some fillers on um what to actually do about our upcoming challenges for twenty twenty two. So let's break those down here right now. Uh, what we're going to do about the challenges, okay? So, um, um, I'll leave that Rivian article up cause I need that for later. But what we are do here is that we're going to go over to the, um, the dash, my dashboard for my channel, um, and go over to the community tab. So once you come over to my channel, you can view these results yourself, right? Definitely. If you have not joined my channel yet, go ahead and join my channel. It's it's a, it's a light fee. And that way when we do membership, um, we do membership chats, you are able to get into the membership chat, so you definitely use this um join button because I'm starting to see some um some some flagrant activity happening over in um the chat, and I want to keep that out right. And one of the ways that you can keep that out is by actually making people have, who want to actually do stuff like that pay to be a part of the chat, right? And they're not gonna want to do that, so those are some of the things that's happening now that. When you become monetized, it seems like it's one of those things that started to pop up his head way more than often than normal, and I kind of want to alleviate that for the health of the, uh, of the group chat um, that we actually have, and for the members themselves, right? So, but yeah, join button definitely can do that. Use that here if you want to use it. Um, no pressure there, but definitely check out the uh, and you can hit membership tab if you want to see it. What I have here it basically has these badges, but then obviously it tells you how much it is if you click it. But community is what we came over here for, right? So community tab, this is what we actually have. So overall, it was a three-month option challenge that a lot of people was interested in. Leaps was the second most, right? But there was a comment down here, which I think is Sean's comment that I actually agreed with about dividends. You can check this out right here. So what I feel like we're going to do uh, going into the new year is that we will implement uh, introduce all these. We'll introduce a three-month challenge, uh, a leaps challenge for the year, and then we'll actually in- implement a dividends challenge as well, right? Um, I don't know what those look like in shape or form just yet. I will um get that information together um and, and present it. Uh, one, I'll present it to the Discord family first um, because I want to kind of get their gauge on that. But then one of the other things is that somebody brought up is actually a target money challenge for each day right making a growing a, a certain amount of money each day off a of trade right so um we'll see about that challenge i think that was a little bit more difficult because if you don't have um a pattern day trader account maybe a little bit more difficult but a target of how of, of trading i making a certain amount of money per trade well well not a certain amount of money per trade but a certain amount of money per week through trading is an alternative to that so we'll see so there may be five challenges that we start at the beginning of january that we actually track and i w- it won't be all on back to back to back to back to back but we may start off with one challenge first get that challenge rolling and then as that challenge develops and starts this way down the road introduce another challenge and then that one will get going too and all of these will be throughout the year okay so that's my goal I don't like i said I'm, I'm formulating that plan all together so all that's going to roll together we'll get that together here shortly and then we'll present that get that going and introduce that to the world okay so but i appreciate all y'all taking the time out to actually take the votes for that and like i said i'm, I'm appreciative of that and i can't actually i was kind of impressed by how many people actually took the time out to vote on this so that tells me that a lot of you uh care about uh seeing your wealth grow over the next year and we're going to do this together like i said before and we're going to get there. So um, definitely, it's been an enjoyment being here with you guys today. I hope that y'all enjoyed the uh, closing bell with Craig today. If you're listening to this on the live stream, definitely check out the replay after this. And please, if you missed anything, definitely feel free to rewind back and check it out. I'll catch y'all in the next video. I'll be here tomorrow with you guys once again to talk about more things stock market wise. I'll catch y'all in the next video. Y'all stay safe. Peace.